start with the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm -hmm. For changes. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Public comments? There being none. Uh, meeting minutes review. Are there any move changes to the minutes? Well, I'll move approval, so that, but I do have a, a couple of typo amendments. I'll move approval so that we can make the amendments. Okay. Second. Sec, um, any discussion? Who seconded it? I, I'll look, second. I'm Who supposed to be it? without Sharon here. I'm taking minutes, so you better all better slow down. I'll second it. Slow down. <laughs> and there, as an amendment, I, I, um, there are a couple of typos to be. I think. On page seven, under L, he said the fully, the next to the last line under L, he said the fully regenerate buffers. I, I think that's probably not regenerate. Degenerate, did you say? I don't, I don't know what the word was, but the, I don't think that's a word. <laughs> and also it's on page regenerating. nine. Regenerating, how about regenerating? It may, may be. I mean, I guess you could listen to the tape and get the right word. Regenerated. It sounds like it's in the past. Yeah. Um, and the other one's on page 9, under B, the uh, second line. I think that's, instead of filled with the fasted thing, I think that's fastest, probably. F-A-S-T-E-S-T -S -T is probably what was oh. intended there. Okay. I had a, a question on uh, I'm asking the, the gentleman here that made the motion on the library what about page? the design of the building what page uh, five on page five I'm sorry item number the uh, item number four under the motion to incorporate design guidelines more consistent with the existing building. Uh, I just wonder if I'm strong enough, because uh, it was quite a discussion on that. I'm asking you. <coughs> you, the guy, made the motion. Is, are you happy? Are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm happy. You happy with that? Okay. <coughs> just, I withdraw my complaint. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I have a question out of curiosity. Okay. Was Helen Bennett um, the representative for economic development? No. No, I think she's speaking on her own. Uh, what's she said she The was, minute sounds like she's, she did, I think, she's the representative. Herself, that she was on the EDC. But no, but that, the I way the, the minutes come out, it's, it sounds like she was representing them. The, the way I remember it. The Economic Commission didn't have a chance to meet yet, and that they didn't have an official opinion because they hadn't had a chance to meet yet to discuss. Well, then it shouldn't be stated the way it's stated. What do you think, boss? Um, it's like I, saying I, I tend to agree with you now that you've raised it. I mean, it's descriptive of who she is, but I'm not sure it's descriptive of the. It doesn't with say the, you know, that she was representing her personal But that's the way it views. comes across. 
I didn't read it that way, but maybe because I was here and heard her. It's up to you, however somebody wants to change it. I would like to see it changed. Are there any other changes to the minutes? You want me to say Helen Bennett, Economic Development Commission members expressing her personal views or something? That would be better. What if you just said who is a member of okay. the Economic Development Commission? All right, that's fine. have a motion on floor to accept. I do. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Extension request. There are nine updates on legislation and legal matters. Chairperson Mike Wisnowski, Director of Planning and Zoning. I'm going to ask Amy Mordock uh, to give you the update this morning. Amy manages all text and map amendments in our department. So she would know more than I. So I'll work backwards. Uh, at the last meeting, you reviewed a, a zoning text amendment, uh, number 19-17, for um, tenant space exceptions in the urban commercial district, and you recommended favorably. That recommendation has been conveyed to the county commissioners. They introduced that legislation at their November 26th meeting, and they will have a public hearing on that text amendment on the 14th of January. An update on the shipping container definition, which was zoning text amendment 19-15. That uh, text amendment has been enacted, uh, and that was as recent as the 7th of December. And a while ago, you saw the critical area buffer modified uh, area map amendment to update the buffer modified area maps and that um, layer is on our website on the Maryland on our um, Queen Anne's County property viewer and that was enacted on the 23rd of November anything else that's what I like short and sweet <laughs> thank you okay under projects uh, major subdivision Number 06-18-05-011, Meadows Edge Phase 2, Wilson Farm and Lawn Service, LLC. Good morning. Jeffrey Thompson here on behalf of a Wilson Farm and Lawn Service, LLC. And Mr. Kirby's here with me. <clears throat> All right. The... Um, the Subdivision we have before us is, uh, as you stated, 18-05-0011 Meadows Edge Phase 2. The property owner is Wilson Farm and Lawn Service, LLC. Uh, the agent uh, here today is uh, Jack Kirby with Kirby & Associates. Uh, the property is identified as Map 46, Grid 21, Parcel 16, Lot 1, comprised of approximately 184 acres. Um, located in the, in the AG district, uh, the applicants proposing to create six new residential lots, lots 20 through 25 respectively, um, considered as phase two of the Meadows Edge subdivision. Uh, the intents to utilize the cluster subdivision technique for lots 20 through 24. Uh, lot 25 will be comprised of a slide lot. Um, the non-contiguous development plan, which is part of phase one, allocated... Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm, I can't... Follow what you're saying because I'm stuck on this 184 acres when sure. the paperwork says 163. 
Oh, I apologize. That um, the reference that went out on the agenda. I apologize. I can clarify that the uh, the actual surveyed lands was 184 acres. The uh, SDAT sheet showed it as 163. I asked Jack Kirby to clarify that discrepancy, and he said the surveyed lands was approximately 184 acres. If I'm correct, Jack. Um, Look at all that tax money you saved. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes sometimes they don't like that, but yeah, that's based on an actual field survey that was done when phase one was done in the project. Okay. So I apologize for not making that correction and clarification at the beginning of this. But, okay. Uh, did you have any other additional questions? No, that was it. Sorry. I apologize. Um, moving forward, uh, the uh, the acquired density from the, from the non-contiguous development plan, which was part of phase one, uh, is being utilized here. Um, phase one was initially approved in 2006. Uh, by the Planning Commission, and it was recorded in 2007, which effectively shows the development that's on the, the subject lands, not the subject lands, but the surrounding lands today, which we will get to. Um, the applicant here today is requesting preliminary and final approval of this subdivision. Um, here you can see um, on the vicinity map the, uh, the property is located just north of Ruth, Ruthsburg uh, off of the east side of Dean Road. Um, just to give you an overview of the zoning here, the highlighted area is actually what is comprised of Lot 1. Uh, the surrounding community on the inside was part of Meadows Edge Phase 1 here. So this is the entirety of the parcel that we are talking about today for subdivision of six residential lots. Um, here's just an overview of the land so you can kind of get an idea of what the property looks like and the, the additional features surrounding it. Um, here's the proposed subdivision with, uh, with the new lots highlighted in red. Um, you can see lots uh, 20 and 21 are proposed to be accessed off of Austin Way, I believe. Um, the lots 22 through 24 are proposed to be accessed off Foxtail Drive, um, with the slide lot being lot 25 to be accessed directly off of Dean Road. Uh, the largest lot proposed here is lot 24 at approximately 1.8 acres, um, with the smallest lot being 1.25 acres, which would be uh, lots 22, 23, and 25. Uh, this is just a general overview so you can kind of get an idea of uh, some of the features that you're seeing as well as some of the topography. Um, it's kind of just for reference only so you can see the wooded area represented on lot one as well as some of the wetland areas that have actually been officially delineated as part of previous plans for the property. Um, you can see there's um, additional uh, ponds in the back and to the north is actually an existing forest conservation area with a blue line stream running through it. Uh, moving on, just to give you a representation of where the non-contiguous lands came from, uh, this property is located just to the east of Route 301, um, just south of Price here. Um, it's actually that, that farm to the south of the uh, chicken houses that you see on that map. And here's just a breakdown of that acreage. Um, it's approximately 40 acres of land, which would allow for uh, five development rights within the AG district based on the density. Um, the highlighted portion in black there is actually the 40 acres that we're talking about here. There's additional acreage there that's shaded in the non-contiguous, and that was actually allocated for a separate development that was never executed, to my understanding. Um, Additionally, with this non-contiguous area, there's uh, six acres of net buildable area that's provided in the calculations for this subdivision as well. 
Uh, moving on, this is the existing conservation lands on site. Um, as stated previously, the, the subdivision in 2007 effectively uh, created all of these internal lots off Austin Way, Foxtail, and the one lot you see accessed off Dean Road currently today. Um, the remainder of what is Lot 1 has uh, supporting forest conservation located on site, as well as roughly 10 acres of unencumbered area that was used to create the net buildable area for these six lots that we're talking about currently. Um, this is just an overview of, of the overlay of the proposed subdivision um, with the existing features in place and the uh, proposed calculations. So here you can see lots 20 through 25 um, with the existing forest conservation calculations provided. Uh, the net forest conservation for the development would be uh, 10.27 acres. Uh, the applicant provided in that shaded green area you see approximately 17.7 acres that is already under uh, a deed restriction. Um, so they're meeting their forest conservation by retaining that area. Um, with the use of the net buildable to create lots 20 through 25, um, there's a remainder, remainder uh, net buildable of 2.723 uh, acres of unencumbered area, which is shown in that highlighted blue area that you see just to the south of the proposed subdivision. And the remainder of lot one would be uh, retained within open space. Uh, moving on, this is just the highlighted uh, state wetlands area to kind of give you a, a more concentrated view of the environmental features. As I stated previously on the other slide, we could see some of the topography as well as the uh, required buffering from uh, the mapped wetlands. But here you can just see a better picture of that blue line stream that runs through the uh, forested area to the north of the property, as well as uh, some of the existing ponds to the east of the property. Um, here we just have an overview of the um, lot layout as it's shown. I believe this is uh, lots 22 through 24 shown here. The highlighted orange area is actually uh, the, the building restriction lines proposed for these three lots. Um, so you can see the building pad area. The highlighted red portion shows the uh, sewage reserve areas for the lots. Um, and the blue area you see down on lot 24, I believe, is also shown... Um, for lot 21 as well, that's a proposed mound system which requires a 25-foot buffer by the health department. So that buffer is in place there, and there's additional notations on the subdivision plat for installation of that mound system as well. Um, highlighted in green across the uh, back of these properties is the required agricultural buffering standards. Uh, to the left, I blew up the calculations for those uh, buffer requirements uh, in the code, and to the bottom of those calculations, you can see a cut sheet detail of what those plantings require. Um, and that's pretty much all I have. So if you have any additional questions or if you'd like me to go back to any slides, we certainly can do so. <clears throat> any questions? A motion. We're going to hear from the applicant. Or I can. I'd like to give you some history of, of the property. The, the original developer, Phase Two, anticipated developing another 25 lots or so on the balance of the property. Uh, and then, of course, as you can see, this Phase One was approved in 06. Market tanked in 06, 07. So the, really, the, the whole atmosphere of development changed, as you all know. I don't think we've done any really non-contiguous development since then. Um, that having happened, uh, we then had the septic bill came into play, 
which limit the number of lots from down from that 25 to 7 uh, with the residual counting as a lot. So that's why we're, we're here asking for the six lots, and we're only entitled to this one more bite out of the apple because it's a non-contiguous development. You're only allowed a phase two, and then you're done. Um, so that's the reason for being here. We've got a, a farmer as the current owner, not, not the original developer, and he's tried to cite these lots so that he can preserve the, the best farmland and continue to till. So that's, that's sort of where we are. With that, I'll leave with you. Jill? Uh, two questions that were raised in the staff report. Um, one pertains to street trees that are, that are to be planted every 100 to 150-foot intervals, and it says it was required as part of the Phase 1 approval, and we're asking you to confirm whether or not Phase 2 would require additional street planting. Uh, it would, and I spoke to Brennan about it. Um, we didn't have those shown on there at the time. He did his review. But uh, we will meet the street tree requirements and play us one every 100 feet on these plots. And what about the community amenities that are supposed to be uh, provided? It says the recreational area was provided on approved plans for Phase 1, adjacent to lots 18 and 19. It does not appear the applicant has labeled this area on the plat. I did not label it. I overlooked that. But it um, is there. It is there. There's, there's nothing on that recreational area. It hasn't been utilized for a recreational area. But it, it's still reserved for that purpose if the development chooses to do that. So it'll, I will, when I revise my plans for final signatures, it'll be shown on that. And that's actually located, I believe. I see if you can bring the other. Well, now you can, you can see it right here. That lot one, that little area there, next to lot 19, that's where the recreational area goes. And is that does that satisfy the requirement of code just to provide land? You yeah, don't believe, have to provide I, I don't believe any. it states the specified acreage that you're required for that recreational area for these types of amenity. subdivisions. You just have to provide the actual area itself. It does not say you have to provide any improvements. Okay. Okay. What I found is tolerant in these larger subdivisions is that the people really don't want that recreation area. It becomes a place for people to congregate and the, and the persons, the lots that surround that area really don't want it. And the lots are so big, they put in their own swimming pools, their own recreation areas, and that's, that's generally what happens as a practical matter. Any other questions? I get a motion. Oh, uh, well, let's see. Oh, okay. Okay. public comment. Public comment. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know what we're about to hear. Thanks, Jeff. Good morning, Madam Chair, person, members of the commission. My name is Jesse Hammock, and I'm here on behalf of Paul and Lynn Richards, as well as Jamie and Ann Goodman. The Richards and the Goodmans are the owners of the wait, lots. Wait, wait. Everybody's going way too fast for me. Sorry. On behalf Chris. of whom? I'll, I'll slow down. Jane. Paul and Lynn Richards. Paul and Lynn. Lynn. Richards. Yes. As well as Jamie and Ann Goodman. They live nearby or something? They, they live on either side of Lot 25, which is the, the floating lot on Dean Road. That would be lot two and lot three. Own lots two and three. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, briefly, uh, a, a couple of points. Obviously, we're here in opposition and request that you deny the application. Um, a, a couple of points. First, 
the the Goodmans and the Richards, uh, the Richards in particular, when they purchased their lot, were told by the developer that lot 25 would not be developed. They specifically bought their property under the the the, the with the promise and the impression that lot 25 would not be developed. They made that decision. That created an easement on that lot that precludes it from being developed. Um, in addition to the fact that the developer made the representation that lot 25 would not be developed, the county, I know, and the adjoining property owners and, and the residents of uh, uh, Meadows Edge Phase 1 have had repeated issues with the fact that the stormwater management plan in phase one that I understand will serve these lots as well is not complete, is not being maintained. And in fact, it is substantially overgrown. Um, the, I know the county has requested and the staff reports reflect this on a number of occasions for the developer to propose uh, uh, um, maintenance, a maintenance schedule, maintenance to be done, when it will be accomplished so that the stormwater management plan operates properly and that has not been provided. Um, the road improvements, as noted in the staff reports, are incomplete. I believe the county has requested uh, scheduling of having the road improvements completed. And in fact, had made, it was my understanding back in June, they had made, the county had made consideration of phase two contingent upon the developer completing the road improvements in phase one, which, as I understand it today, still have not been completed. Um, the county, for some reason, though, has to, or the applicant, has decided to proceed with phase two, just despite the fact that phase, phase one is incomplete. Uh, I would note that the staff report also requests that an APF and schools study be completed and submitted, and I don't believe that either of those have been done. Um, I appreciate that the developer does get this second bite at the apple, but I, I believe they should finish chewing on the first bite first before they try to take a second bite. And the county's requested that, and I think the county's entitled to it. Um, the, the adjoining property owners and the current residents of Phase 1 certainly would like to have their stormwater management system maintained. It's not being maintained, and the, and the county has requested that. Um, th those are the points. I don't want to belabor them. We request that you deny the application um, or, at a minimum, condition the application to take into consideration the points raised. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know anything about? I believe uh, the comments provided by Department of Public Works addressed the stormwater facilities and, and the roads as well. Um, they recommended um, final approval based on those things being addressed. So I believe that their intent was not to sign those plans until those things had been executed. Um, that's from my understanding from the correspondence that they've given us. Anything outside of that, I, I couldn't speak to unless there's a representative here from Department of Public Works today. And I don't believe there is. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. My client has spoken to uh, Amy Wilson. Has spoken to the Department of Public Works and the stormwater management. The road improvements were uh, both agreed to by the original developer. They're both bonded. Uh, the Wilsons bought this property without any restriction that they have to complete roads or or stormwater. Uh, they don't have anything to do with Phase One, and I don't think they should be held hostage because the original developer didn't do what the county has bonded to be done. Is all reason you have your bonds. And with regards to the promise about developing Lot 25, 
Um, is there anything in writing to that effect? No, it's not in writing. And uh, oh, whoops. Uh, no, well, understood. But with and look, and to be blunt, I, I believe that is this is probably a private civil matter. But for purposes of com- making a complete record, the fact that there was reliance on that promise takes it out of the statute of frauds and means that it's not obligated to be in writing. It would have been better if it was in writing, but it wasn't. By it. I assume that that developer is no longer around, right? Correct. No, but this is the successor in interest to that developer. There is a chain of title, and that restriction on Lot 25, that oral promise runs with the land. At least that's our position. An oral promise can't run with the land unless the buyer has noticed that there's this oral promise. Um, So, no, there's, there's no legal requirement that the future owner abide by any promise that the previous owner made. And if you remember, the whole reason you only get two bites out of this apple is, I think it was the Nicholson subdivision, and that was the allegation that was made against him as he did phases. It was five, six, seven. Everybody would come in and say, and the county finally did it. Yeah, the county finally did adopt the, 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 the section that said, you're only getting two bites out of the apple. It's the whole basis for that uh, legislative provision that the county put in place. It can't have been said that Lot 25 would not be developed because Lot 25 only became labeled in the last, whenever Jack Kirby did this plat. So I assume what was alleged to have been said is Lot 1 will remain open space. The area between the Goodmans and the Richards property that is proposed, Mr. Drummond is correct, as Lot 25 would not be developed. In fact, the Richards were offered to uh, use that lot to board horses and to keep horses on. Um, when, when we were uh, much more actively subdividing ag district properties 15, 20 years ago, I'm not doubting in the least the sincerity of the alleg- of the representations and I'm that have been made by, uh, to Mr. Hammock by his clients. But every time we had a phase, a new phase of an ag district subdivision, this was this allegation was um, raised by people already living in the subdivision. The real estate agent told us this was open space that would never be developed. Almost every month we heard that, and it's probably true. But well, and in this case, the original developer thought he was going to get another twenty-five lots too. I mean, the law changed. I mean, that's why he walked away. The whole back of this property would have had an additional twenty-five. They would have been fully developed. But they made the representation to a person who was buying a lot, and the person bought the lot based on that representation. That's not a. That, that's not a. That's a. Understood. You know, I'm just making the record. You've got to be in the circuit court Thomas. to uh, Understood. enforce any such claim. And I don't see how it could possibly be enforced against a new owner. Well, that's you guys argue about that in the circuit <laughs> court. <laughs> lot twenty-five. If he has a claim, it's against the previous owner, not the new owner. And if they wanted to protect themselves, they could have put something on record, and they didn't. That's really what had to happen in order to enforce that kind of a promise, so to Back speak. We would disagree about the law. We can subsequent owner. Right. Okay, Versus, so. they, they barely get lot twenty-five by the skin of their teeth. Um, the original parcel is two hundred point one five four acres. That means because of the extra point one five four of an acre, they get a third sliding scale lot, and that's lot twenty five. Jack was very careful about that. We could have made it an additional cluster lot, though. 
I, it, it could I'm be a lot. Just that you call didn't it a cluster that. instead of a slide. I'm assuming you didn't do that because you didn't want to uh, reduce the unencumbered lands down in the right hand corner. Might as well preserve what you can. Mr. Kirby's good at that. So, but we could have had the lot. Point one five four acres gave him lot twenty five. You're allowed one lot for every you know one hundred acres or portion thereof. So. Hell of a portion, 0.154 acres. If you get 198, you get 199, you get cheated because you didn't have another. You sure you didn't put that stake a little bit to the left? <laughs> that was done in 07. So if it was in 07, and why we didn't use it in 07, I have no idea. I don't know why we didn't use two dollars back then, because we normally would have. Right, any other discussion? Okay. Can I get a motion? <clears throat> okay, Mrs. Chairman, I'll make a motion. Uh, be it resolved that the Planning Commission regarding the request to Wilson Farm and Lawn Service, LLC, for a proposed subdivision identified as Meadows Edge Phase 2 to create one sliding scale lot, and five agricultural cluster lots utilizing by right and non-contiguous development rights and is more particularly described in the Department of Planning and Zoning file number 18-05-0011 hereby fines and hereby grants uh, preliminary and final subdivision. Uh, Council, can we uh, can we combine those two together? I have to do two motions. You two have motions, to do three motions actually. You have to grant preliminary. If you're going to do a preliminary, you do preliminary. If you want to do final, then you have to have a motion that makes the findings required by the rules, so that final can be granted at the same meeting as preliminary. Okay, let's back up then. I will hereby grant preliminary approval with the following conditions. All legal documents must be approved and recorded. Number two, all required sureties, review, and inspection fees must be submitted to Department of Public Works. Uh, number three, any remaining, any remaining edits or documents required by the Department of Public Works and or the Department of Planning is only be reviewed and approved, and all required signatures must be obtained. Um, you have a second? All in favor? Aye. Yes, ma'am. I'd like to propose an amendment. Okay. The amendment would be um, under the um, number two, the Public Works Department's uh, responsibility would be to condition um, the final approval, preliminary fi and final approval on um, the Department of Public Works certifying the adequacy of the storm management plan for phase two um, and um, completing roads as required for the um, proposed development. Did you get that amendment, Council? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's adding the conditions um, that the stormwater management plan be certified by the Department of Public Works as adequate, and that's that, enough right there. And that the roads um, 
as outlined, be completed before the construction um, is approved. Essentially, what you're saying is that you want the uh, stormwater management to be cleaned up. I mean, the well, I'm I'm not relating to phase one unless, it, as as uh, Mr. Hammock uh, suggested, phase one stormwater treatment is the stormwater treatment for phase two. If that's not working, then I would I think Public Works should um, either way. Whatever the plan is for stormwater management on this pro on this second phase, whether it's to use phase one stormwater management uh, system or whether it's to create additional stormwater uh, management, that Public Works needs to approve that it is a a viable and working Mr. system. Kirby can address that because they had they have the plans for there, phase two had their own set of stormwater management. Uh, construction drawings for the individual lots and for whatever impacts they would have on the existing stormwater systems that are there. And so they're under review by the uh, Department of Public Works already. So they'll have to be signed and approved by Public Works before we can uh, But we're get more them concerned signed. about Phase 1 but that includes, being completed. That includes whatever requirements are going to be required to, uh, to maintain that stormwater management area. They, they're not going to approve those stormwater management plans until that's taken care of. And that's I, I just wanted to so there, there is include that in our written right. uh, direction so that it's not lost. I, I appreciate the, the explanation. I'm more concerned about the possible condition on the completion of the roads because we don't have anything to do with those roads. Those roads are they county roads? The roads are be that they're they're roads that are be completed by the original developer and they're bonded by the original developer. The county holds a bond for the completion of those roads. I don't think this applicant should be held hostage with that in mind. I mean, the well, county are, has the ability to complete the are roads. Are those interior roads? That are shown on the map that's up now are those interior roads that are that provide access to those, the five lots that are interior to this. Pro are they done? No. No. Well, since the, your applicant is actually going to produce the houses, it seems reasonable to me that he also produced the roads to get to the houses. Well, no, no, because I don't think they've so. already been provided for. There's 19 people, there are 19 homes out there that also use those roads. What about the cul-de-sacs? That have cul -de -sacs? been assured that those roads will be built. Is the road down to the cul-de-sacs at the end? Which All is of those the roads end? are complete. They are complete. All, well, no, all of those roads are in the phase one and bonded to be complete. But they're, but they're all like when they all have their base... And they, they just have, have to they, add the they final, final right. layer of, of um, I don't know if they have the final coat of asphalt on uh, I don't know. Uh, the, what, the, what the county is actually waiting for, Public Works, is the final as-builts of the two cul-de-sac areas. And um, that's what's going to finish up what they require in order to release the bonds on those roads. But they okay. want, may want additional improvements to be made by the original developer. Let's just say, I don't know, there could be soft spots in the roads or whatever. But that's all... But taking care of one preliminary and final today. Yeah. Well, you're starting to run a foul. You're starting to run a drift, I think. So to do that for the hospitals. Really? Yeah. So the the original developer has contacted me, and he's authorized me to proceed with the as builds for the roads to finalize them, so he can get his bonds released. So he has authorized the work to be completed. Sounds like we're uh, running a, we're running aground on preliminary and final, aren't we? I don't know. You've been giving building permits to the 19 other lot owners in the subdivision. 
I mean, how are we any different? We're just as innocent as they are. I mean, well, they're I, part oh, of phase I one, and we're trying to get them to They're part of the phase one that the roads look like. I mean, they are the reason that the road was required. We're, we're tacking, we are tacking on. I we agree. have to decide whether the chicken's going to cross the river or not. <laughs> and this isn't new. The county's been asking for this for years. I was in a stack meeting a year and a half ago where the count, Lee Edgar specifically said it is a condition on proceeding with phase two that you have to get done with phase one. And here we are now, and they're still not done with phase well, one. Well, not, not us. The county has a bond to have done it. The county could have done it. But then we go to Mr. Drummond, and he's saying, do you want final and, and February? <laughs> What do you want? You can't have your eggs and eat it, too. Let me ask you a question, if I may, please. Okay, yes, sir. Uh, legally, uh, is there a reason why we keep referring to this as phase two? Yes, sir. It's a, it's a, it's a second phase. That the ordinance recognizes a phase one and a phase two. Well, it just seems to be causing a, this confusion about the, the completion of phase one. Well, we have to call it a phase two because it's it's these lots are being taken from the same base parcel as phase one was taken from. And That's how they get lot 25 no. with the extra 1.54 acres. That's the slide. That's right. It's so the please. it's the cluster that's lot 25 is not the problem. The other five are because it's the cluster part that limits us to the two bites out of the apple. If um, are the rates completed, is the final course down? No. I I really staff report reflects that as well, Madam Chairperson. How is this? How, how is this project? The roads are not. No, it's not just no, as built. As, She's as asked the second top uh, um, and I don't know that. How can we say that Department of Planning and Zoning has deemed the project complete, subject to only minor conditions? It depends how you define the project, phase two or phase one and two. I mean, the project we're phase two. the project we're proposing is complete. Well, not if it doesn't have access roads getting to it. You drive through a field to get to No, 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 man. There, there are 19 houses built on those original yes. lots, and they've been using them for years. So there are roads to get to these lots. Are they complete? Could they have soft spots? Has the county accepted them yet? No. Um, but I also noticed that uh, this was first submitted uh, 18 months ago. There was a stack meeting about... 17, 16 months ago, and then it sat for over a year, and now there's a rush? Well, it, it didn't sit. We, it, Department of Public Works was wanting the same things that you now want. Mrs. Wilson went out there and said, why you hold me so hostage? So we're back, how right? can, we're back, we're back to square one. No, but how can you? No, she went out there to say, how can you hold me hostage for something you haven't enforced? County, you required bonds. They haven't done it. Make them finish it. Why are you holding me hostage for your inability to complete a subdivision that I had nothing to do with? She's as innocent as the people. Could you really turn to the people who bought lots in there and tell them we're not going to give you, it's just like that, we're not going to give you any building permits because the developer hasn't finished the roads. county has never done that in the history of this county. We're no different than that. We bought the residual parcel, and we want the right to do on our property what those same lot owners were able to do on their property. I mean, it's the, sa it's the same argument that you could have, I guess you could have turned to those people and said, no, you can't, have, you can't have building permits, yet you don't because you have a bond. The county's always been hesitant about enforcing bonds. Mr. Strong will tell you that. Why do we even require them? 
if you're not going to make the developer do what he's supposed to do, because what you're turning to us is say, you're going to require us to do what the developer should have done. Who's the developer? Who? Yes. Tom Sparrow. I can't see Spurl. 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 Well, he's still it, around. And the current owner and the current developer purchased this with knowledge of all of this. I mean, these are conditions that the and, and conditions the county has attempted to enforce for Just years. Just as the lot owners bought their lots and built their houses, knowing that the county had a bond, it would make sure their road was built. I mean, how are we any different? Okay, we're, we're sort of beating it. Yeah, how are we any different? Sure. Well, we're sort of beating yes, it. Yes, sir. Can you, um, being our... Um, Attorney of wisdom, can you enlighten us as to successor rights? I mean, in other words, normally speaking, in my own mind, when someone buys something, they're they're buying all the obligations of the previous owner. I don't agree with that. Okay, so can you enlighten us about that? What? I mean, they may be buying the obligations of the previous owner, or, or they may not be. Depends on. I mean, uh, are there restrictive covenants? There's all the contract, I guess. Yes. There's, 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 there's and who is who is? Uh, Pick up. I, get, get, oh, I'm sorry. Get closer. I to said. You. Can you um, put the mic down so we can okay. hear you? Um, uh, um, as I recall, in order to get uh, approval for Phase One, there would have had to been a maintenance agreement for the stormwater management area. Well, yeah, I, so, I understand that. Um, so, I'm talking about um, architecture and stuff like that. The the uh, passive oh. recreation area. Is there a homeowners association? So what yes. you're saying is yes. is that let me let me see if I have this now. What you're saying is is that even the stormwater management, you're not responsible for phase one's stormwater management, correct? correct. I don't, yeah, correct. Which means that that's not going to get done either. Well. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Unless hold on. somebody, somebody does answer, something with I'm the, trying to answer the, um, this question first. Okay. Um, it would seem to me, based on what I know, so for, which isn't very much, but it may be sufficient to answer your question, that the current owners of Lot 1 are not the successors in interest to the obligations of the developer of phase number 1. Um, that it is possible that lot the owners of lot 1 could be the successors in interest to the obligations of the developer of the first set of lots but that doesn't sound like it in this case that is not to say though that they should be relieved of all obligations I'm, uh, jeff don't mm -hmm. jump up and down i don't i'm raising it <laughs> without having an answer some obligation to deal with the roads that they wish to take advantage of um, on the other hand, it is not unfair to say that if this road has been in place for 12 years and it's not finished, uh, one might wonder why the county hasn't done something about that before now. Um, and I understand that we are have been always reluctant to go after the sureties because it is a absolute it takes more time and trouble sometimes in trying to coerce the developer into doing what he she or it is supposed to have done you start chasing the surety company around it's a freaking nightmare and so that tends to be why these things get dr drug out 
Um, I assume there's no deed of dedication yet to the county because the roads have never been finished. Correct. What roads are not finished? None interior roads. So, so all all of them? Roads. All the interior. Well, two interior roads. There are two interior roads. All, that would be all of the roads. So what you're saying is the the five new lots would would use unfinished roads. That that would appear what, to be what they're proposing, and I would also. Uh, well, Mr. Hammock, uh, your complaints were about lots two and three. And open space, not so much about interior roads, which don't affect your clients. Well, I, I was pointing out what the staff report had indicated for the last 18 months with regard to the stormwater management plan and the open space. Phase two proposes to, as I as I read it, proposes to at least tie into phase one, which isn't currently being maintained, and it's their position. It's not their obligation to do it. I thought I understand Jack Kirby to say that to the extent that the stormwater management plans for phase two have an impact on phase one that you're obliged to we would, we upgrade yes. or do whatever is necessary. We will do whatever, we'll do whatever, we'll do whatever needs to be done. whatever needs to be yes. done to the existing stormwater management facility to make sure that it is acceptable for this development. And the county the county, is, plots, yeah. the county has requested multiple times for schedules of the maintenance and it has never been provided. It, it's it's that it's was, in the stack, but, but not a phase two. Of phase not two. A phase that was two. from phase one and the developer of phase one. It was never required we, from phase we, two. We've done what we've been asked to do. I don't know how we're going to we um, combine. Oh, we have a whole we have an amendment, a, mo a motion for an amendment on the floor. I, I'm wondering, um, and I'm not sure this is, I guess this is pertinent to the amendment because I said preliminary and final approval. Um, I'm wondering if if we were to give preliminary approval and not suspend the rules to ha to give final approval today, if if it would be if it's feasible to get um, answers from Public Works and whoever else may may be involved in the road issue um, concerning the. The roads and the stormwater management. Well, the stormwater yeah. management, I think Mr. Kirby has said the amendment that I made on stormwater management should not be objectionable to him because he's already planning to comply with that. Correct. So I'm simply documenting that in our, in our uh, resolution. But with respect to the roads, it seems there's a lack of clarity about who's going to be responsible for what. Personally, because people who buy lots generally want to be able to get to their houses in all kinds of weather or in all kinds of road conditions. And um, it sounds like there's a lack of clarity about who's going to be responsible for what with respect to the roads. I think we should at least know that before we give final approval. So this is not speaking against the, um, the motion that um, my colleague has made, um, which is for preliminary approval, but I do have reservations about making second and third emo um, motions related to final approval, given this lack of clarity. If, indeed, it's feasible to get clarity, you know, within a reasonable period of time um, before we would want to give that. final approval. With the exception of Lot 25. I mean, you could, me? you could approve Lot 25. It's sitting out there on the road. Part well... Would think we do preliminary and let them. <laughs> Want to do preliminary? Is there somebody from Public Works here who could no. speak to? No. no. <coughs> I don't know. I mean, I. I've, I've spoken with my client, and um, 
Amy Wilson tells me that the top coat is on the road, so they're really looking for asphalts and some, I, I guess, is minor repairs to the road. So why did know. everybody around, including staff, say when I asked that question? What's that? If the, if the top coat, the top. I didn't. I didn't know. No, but, but staff did. They all they all said no. It's not. No, the staff has said top coat's not on. That's what I think I'm, they didn't. They didn't. Know. I think they I said think I, they didn't know. Now, I'm I'm unaware at this point of, of what condition the road is as far as final completion goes, but I'm reading Public Works comments from November of 2019, which was our final review on this before coming to you, and their recommendation was final approval, and I know they were working with the previous developer um, to so resolve some of these issues. I'm not, I can't speak to exactly where they fall in that category of actually completing those things or negotiating the completion of that, so I can't. I can't give an answer for that. But well, public works is, um, Sheila. If public works is satisfied, we should be okay. Well, well, I was. Really, that's actually what, what my amendment was, just to document that public works would be satisfied before we. Why don't we do this? If they're really hot to trot on uh, preliminary and final today, why does somebody call Lee Edgar or uh, Trey Porter and get them over here? And you guys stand down for a while, and we'll see if we can get somebody here to answer these questions. If there not, is a. There is not, a list. Did, is I think I agree with Ms. No, I thought that was uh, There is a list from the Department of Public Works that Jack has. It's, there's, there's five items. One, all shoulders need to be backfilled with acceptable material. Both outfalls need to be cleared of trees and vegetation. Concrete monuments need to be set with vertical and horizontal data. Both cul-de-sacs need to be asphalts, which are asphalt surveys. And the deed of dedication needs to be provided to DPW. And, of course, the deed of dedication, was, it's provided at the time you give approval, but I generally have to update that because owners change. What's the date on that? I don't see it. Where is it? October, uh, 12, October 12, 2018. Right. So clearly the top coat's on. I mean, that would be, you know, so the top coat Can't backfill the, uh, in the middle of the winter. And I don't know if that has been done since then. I don't know. Um, I this, do know that I've been authorized to do the as-built on the cul-de-sac. Okay, next week. And, it's and set the, the monument. next week. Pardon me? It's going to be in the 40s next week. You're right. <laughs> can, I'll, 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 I'd, I'd like to submit this because it, it shows the roads look like any other road, you know, look like any other road in the county. So they're, they're looking for the niceties at the end. They want the, like I say, they want the trees cleared, vertical horizontal data with concrete monuments posted so they know where the roads are, cul-de-sac asphalts or plats. There's nothing you're going to see on the ground. Uh, so I, I just think you need to see this because the roads are there. It'd be hard for me to believe that you'd have 19 people living there not screaming, blowing the road. Yeah, there's the road. they 12 years on inadequate roads. Even on the aerial, and Jack's pointing out, even if you have the aerial, you'll be able to see the roads are in. They've been in for so long. But he just hadn't finished the niceties. We're talking about a okay. few thousand dollars worth. DPW could be here in 10 minutes. Yep, let's take a break. Okay, well, I'll touch on the stormwater one. 
The other thing is your typical, and, and they'll, they'll straighten this out, but your typical stormwater management agreement with the county between the developer will point out that those that are benefiting from the stormwater are, are responsible for maintaining it, and those are the lots. Uh, also, when I write uh, the restrictive covenants for a subdivision, I also put the obligation on the lot owners to maintain the stormwater and give the county the ability to enforce that. So the county is adequately protected with regard to the stormwater. Oh, well, in 10 minutes. That, is there a homeowners association? Yes. Are they collecting money? No, there's not a homeowners association. I don't think there's one in existence yet. They don't normally turn that over until the um, so. I'll have to check on. The restrictive yeah. covenants have that provision in them. Right. Whether there is a you expect nice we're gonna take yeah. we're gonna take a break. BPW will be here in ten minutes and they can clear up a lot of a lot of the questions. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, first we're gonna we're gonna have um, you need to withdraw I, yours so no. that we can get it off off and go back to comments. Well, we don't have a second yet, but I, I did want to ask a clarifying question that I can in just a second. Okay. Bob, you're going to withdraw your motion. Okay. I'm going to withdraw my original motion for the preliminary approval. Preliminary and final, right? No, it was no, just, just, just preliminary. And I wanted to ask a clarifying question of Mr. Thompson or Mr. Kirby, whichever is appropriate. You, I appreciate the, the pictures of the road that's there now. With respect to the cul-de-sacs, it says they'll be as built. I assume there's a road extension and the cul-de-sacs are not there. Is that correct? No, no those cul-de-sacs are already constructed. They, they are constructed as, well, as part of the Phase One road development. And they are there in the condition of the uh, same condition as same the... Same exact condition as the rest of the road. As base. the rest of the road that as you showed built us. refers to surveys. It has nothing to do with on as-built means as-built surveys. And so your original survey shows where the road should go. You never they know are the there. You never, right, then the road is there. You're saying they are there. But the county requires you to do as-builts because when they get their deed, they want to know they got the deed for the road. Because sometimes a, a builder could go in and, you know, not build the road where the road's built. Well, and, and actually, <laughs> the, the other side of the coin on the as-builts is there's an existing um, – plan for elevations and slopes and side slopes on on existing pavements and the as-built uh, we we shoot the actual outbuilt uh, as-built elevation and grades of the roads for how they um, how they flow and and distribute water and those are overlaid on the original construction drawings and redlined so that uh, public works can see what was what was approved and what was actually constructed and that they were in are in intolerance with each other. So the issue, only outstanding issue with the road is not who's going to build the rest of it, but who's going to finish off the edging and the and the <coughs> drainage, I guess, of the roads uh, that are there. As far as from where my standpoint is, it's from to make sure the elevations are correct of the roads and to place the control monuments that the county requires on on the roads. Well, there were some other conditions then, on well, that public works. As far as the, the grading of the of the side slopes of the of the shoulders. Uh, that's that's um, I don't I don't know entrenching to, or to something what extent that has been completed to this point. Yeah. Public Works would know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Sheila, you need to withdraw your. Well, if the main motion is withdrawn, yeah. so is my amendment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I understand that there are other um, homeowners that would like to make a comment.
Your turn. Come on up if you want to say something. Start by introducing yourself and talk into the into the microphone, please. Hi, my name is Brian Hahn, owner of Lot Eleven. Spell, spell your last name, please. Hotel Alpha Hotel November. Good. All right. So Lot Eleven. Um, so in hearing, this is my first time I've ever come to one of these panels. So very interesting, very eye-opening of what actually happens behind the scenes. Uh, two, it's not behind the scenes. This is public. <laughs> <laughs> this is public TV, but it's on still. We'll pull the mic over to you. That, is that better? Oh, much better. Yeah. All right. So, um, to in in some of the discussion about the open spaces, those open spaces are used. I have children. Are uh, used? Yes, they are. They are used. Uh, for recreation by our children. You know, that's where they play football. That's where they play soccer. You know, if they're not running in between houses and yards, you know, that's where they're playing manhunt or capture the flag. So I would just like that to be noted, that the open space next to lot 19 and lot... I can't see the other number. I believe it's 18 above it. But that is that is used. And so is the other open space that is uh, allotted. And then, two on the stormwater management, there is no management of stormwater. There's a pond down there. There's no maintenance of it. Um, I do understand that the Wilsons are separating themselves from the Phase 1 developer, and and I applaud them for doing that. The, the Phase 1 developer did not finish everything that they were supposed to do, and frankly, I don't see them doing it either. Um, but that's all I have to say. Okay, thank you. Any other comments? <coughs> I guess we're back into a holding pattern. No, or we can go into the next DPW is here. Do what? DPW is here. Are they? DPW, can you come up? Hello, uh, my name is Matt Lucas. I'm with uh, Department of Public Works. And what do you do, Matt, with Department of Public Works? I am a your name again, please? Matt Lucas. Lucas. Yes. Uh, I'm a civil engineer. Yeah. You pull that thing down. So pull it down. And I uh, did the phase two review for this particular project. Okay. So, Sheila, you want to direct your question? Yes. I was making an amendment to kind of put in our resolution what I... What, I, what the applicant has said was an understanding between DPW and the applicant uh, concerning the maintenance of the um, stormwater management for Phase 1 to the extent that that's required to manage the stormwater in Phase 2, and also with respect to um, the completion of the roads. And the, an issue came up about who's responsible for the completion of the roads. And you, we, uh, a memo was passed around, I believe, from DPW um, outlining specifically what needs to be done to complete the roads. And I, I don't know if that is still your assessment. So the questions are, one, what needs to be done to make the roads satisfy the original expectation for the roads, and two, whose responsibility is that at this point? Um, to answer your first question, there in September we had our roads inspector go out, um, and he completed an inspection report that had been submitted to the Phase 1 owner. Um, I believe it was some monumentation that needed to be done, and 
some as-built information, um, and that goes in part with your second question. The Phase 1 owner was is responsible for the maintaining of the roads, finishing anything that needed to be done. And as far as the stormwater management, Phase 2 relies on Phase 1's stormwater management. So the Phase 1 owner needed to maintain the stormwater management features in order for Phase 2 to be to move forward and this has been uh relayed to the phase one owner i've been in discussions with uh the wilsons they've reached out to me they've reached out to the phase one owner and it's it's known that in order for this to move forward that the stormwater management and the roads need to be taken care of Okay, but I'm concerned about we're, – we're here to make approvals. Yes. And I'm concerned about our approving uh, or disapproving or holding up final approval on mm. a project based on an obligation of the previous owner that apparently has been unrectified for some 11 years. And what the feasibility of those things actually being accomplished and in what time period and – and to what consequence if they're not, I'm, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to – I don't want to unreasonably hold up mm. this project. On the other hand, I don't want to say let it fly and then all those issues just continue to lie there dormant for another 11 or 12 years. And, and I, and then, Particularly when the attorney for the applicant says that the county shouldn't hold up building permits for the houses because of these matters not being resolved. The attorney for the – this applicant. That's what Jeff Thompson just said half 20 minutes ago. He said it should not be approved until those things are resolved? The county should not <laughs> hold up building that. permits. Yes. In other words, if the, all these houses get built, but phase one owner doesn't do what he, she, or it is supposed to do, then we got six more houses, and it's still not resolved. Yes. Well, but how is phase two stormwater going to work if phase one is not working? Well, I think Mr. Kirby has agreed that they will fix Phase 1 stormwater to the extent they need to to make Phase 2 work. And I'm satisfied that if we include that as a condition, that he's obligated then to do what he says he will do anyway. I'm a little more troubled by the roads because I don't think they've made any presentation that would lead me to believe that they feel it's their responsibility. The the developer of Phase 1 apparently doesn't feel any uh, imperative to finish it because he's been languishing for 11 years without finishing it. And the county is reluctant to move forward in using the bond money because it takes time and money to do that. So I'm, I guess I'm asking for your, we can include it as a condition, but as a practical matter, what does that mean? Are they going to sit They'll have their approval from us, but they'll be lacking a, a building permit because these things aren't resolved and can't be resolved quickly, or what? What is the? So, based on upon our inspection report, I believe what was left to be completed was the deed of dedication to the roads, the as-built information, and the monumentation. As far as the conditions... There was also some grading along the siding and I think making deeper trenches or something for storm for that, handling based water. Based upon the inspection report, the the that should have been completed. The Should have been completed or has been? I, belie- I believe on the inspection report 
it says that the um, I, I'd have to look at the exact phrasing of it, but the um, the filling in, as you said, I believe says complete next to it. I, I don't know what the date was on that memo from DPW. Yeah, the memo King. was eighteen. He's talking about us that a more recent inspection. In yes. So. I think his there, is going to be more accurate. There is, an, uh, there is an updated inspection report from we September. We're really talking about um, a monument. <coughs> and, um, I, based upon the September report, it's monumentation as account. built and a deed of dedication. And a verification the that the cul-de-sacs are as they were planned. Yes, ma'am. And as far as stormwater management, the, main, the maintenance of the stormwater management features. But we could conceivably move ahead. Would you be satisfied? in rec- making a recommendation to us that we move ahead with approval of this project on the condition that um, the applicant um, correct whatever is necessary to correct in st- phase one stormwater management to service phase two's stormwater management plan, leaving unresolved whatever else might be wrong with storm- phase one stormwater management for the, for the builder of fa- or for the owner of who developed phase one to resolve later or whenever you can enforce that? Or do you feel that anything that is deficient in phase one stormwater management plan would really be a condition of approval for phase two? There, phase two uses what was set forth in phase one as its stormwater management features, specifically the there's a pond that needed that needs to be maintained in order for this phase two to efficiently use what was set forth in phase one. Is that all that's that's wrong? I mean, there are what about um, trenches that lead to that pond or slopes or whatever? Are they satisfactory now? Uh, those do need to be cut back. Anything that's overgrown needs to be cut back. It's, but it's just a matter of plant cutting plants. It's, it's a matter of maintenance. Ve- vegetation. Yes. Sheila, may, may I just interject? Uh, I, I want to ask a question here that ties in with this sure. whole thing. Um, when was the, f- the initial approval given on phase one? 2006. 2006. Okay, so it's been 12 years. At what point does the county exercise their bonding rights to... Bring this up to the stormwater management. Bring it up to standards. I, I believe you've been relying on the original owner for twelve years now to take care of this, and apparently it hasn't been done. It, from what I understand, there is a maintenance inspection agreement. Um, this would be a question for, I believe, someone that was a part of the phase one um, Well, that's probably approval. not a fair question yeah. of Mr. Lucas. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, the county has traditionally been, right or wrong, reluctant to make formal claims against the surety company because of the companies, um, because it has tended to be, it, it, to the extent that we've ever done it, it's become extremely cumbersome, time-consuming, and expensive. And the threat of going to the bonding companies more often than not causes the 
developer who's responsible to do what he, she, or it is supposed to do. Because, of course, if you go to the surety companies, the surety companies have to pay out $100,000. Then the surety companies go after the developer for that $100,000. Um, so it's often been the threat of calling the surety company that's um, produced results. In this case, I don't know enough to know why it's languished this long. Well, I guess that's a question I'm asking. Why hasn't that been done? Why? I don't know the answer to that. And I don't think Mr. Lucas does either. Okay. That would not be his job. Do not. <laughs> it is possible. Um, it, it, I'm going to make a, I'm going to speculate, and that's probably all this is. That when the road was, when those two roads were first put in, and um, and there was a, a, an expectation by, if it was Mr. Spurl, that there'd be another 25 lots in the backfield, he probably figured, I'm not going to finish the roads because I'm going to have another 25 lots in the backfield. And then, of course, the recession happened. And those 25 lots never materialized, and finishing these roads got lost in the shuffle that's probably what happened and no one was complaining uh, on the lots where houses were built and we tend to be complaint driven enforcement county and that's what happened probably I'm still not clear about what stage the roads are in at this point we see pictures that look like it's been asphalt you know the top coat has been put on um but here we talk about the roads not being finished. I can provide the most recent inspection report. Um, I, do, I don't believe I have it with me. Um, I can forward that on to you all at the September 2019 dated report that was done by our roads inspectors. Next question for that, I guess, is for the, for the commission up here, this body, to what what guarantee do we have that even though we put this in an amendment that this has to be certified that this is going to be done before the houses are built who can answer that council can you um, uh, enlighten us a little bit No. <laughs> okay, well. I guess you could say, if you're inclined to move forward based upon the, 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 the record before you, you could always say a condition of final is that there won't be any building permits until all these things get resolved. That, then I can see the Wilson's up on the phone with Mr. Spurl saying, you better get your act together. You need to come up and speak. Come up and please go into the record and, and please recognize yourself. I'm Amy Wilson. Uh, my husband's Marion Wilson. We're the applicants, and I have been on the phone with the county for the past year and a half, asking for them to call the bond, asking for the roads to be completed. Have you been speaking with Mr. Lucas? Um, we, my husband has spoke with Mr. Lucas. Um, I've spoken with Mr. Edgar. Um, there's been emails that have gone back and forth for the past year and a half since our first stack review. Um, 
we've agreed to do the maintenance for the stormwater management. Um, the bond is held at Shore United Bank. <laughs> Let's call it. Well, we've got complaints. Oh, okay. I, I, that sounds like a letter of credit then, and they are easier to deal with than sureties. So... I don't know. Okay, we're, we're kind of kicking this around. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I don't no, know. That, we're I trying to get all the facts together. <laughs> I don't know that in this case we aren't further along than we anticipated. I mean, I think we've settled the stormwater management issue. Yes. We've agreed we'd fix that. And we'll so put that left, in our, as a condition. Be a condition well, I, have a, I have a question about that. So now you're uh, directing the um, stormwater from five lots, five additional lots, into the phase one stormwater management system. And you've agreed to do what's necessary in the phase one to accept that stream. Right. Um, but no one is apparently maintaining the phase one system, or that's the allegation, for the past 13 years. Are you agreeing to maintain the phase one system in perpetuity? No. Because ah, so the, how are we going to... Uh, uh, wait, wait a minute. If you <laughs> have the agreement, what the agreement with the county says is, is that the person served, by, which is the only way it would ever work for us, if the person served by the stormwater management facility are responsible for its maintenance down the road. I mean, we all don't live forever. Talk per perpetuity. Oh, no, I understand okay. that. I so, understand that. It's the lot owners that are responsible for the maintenance of the stormwater once the county accepts it. The problem here is, is the county's never really accepted it. He's never gotten it to the point where the county would accept it. Otherwise, the county's going to look to the lot owners. Does the county get to charge 25 lot owners? That's the what way authority I would read is there? That, What authority the way, is there for that? That's the way I read their agreement. It's, it's a record in the land records. Does it fall into the bylaws of the HOA? Or, I mean, is that the HOA? It's also in my covenants. When I draft covenants for a subdivision, I point out that the uh, lot owners are responsible for the maintenance of the stormwater. Yes. Did you draft the covenants for yes. this yes. for this group? Yes. Uh, for phase one? Available to you. Uh, well, this is typical of all these ag subdivisions, so it, we shouldn't pick on this one. The Every single one. Is the Jeff same. doesn't feel picked on, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it is a I get paid to be picked on. It has always been a problem that we somehow expect 25, 15 to 30 lot owners to somehow come together and effectively maintain the stormwater management facilities. It, it ain't going to happen. It, no, it doesn't <laughs> happen. happen. It's been right. a problem for 20, 25 years. In the co in the covenant agreements that you've already that you've drafted for phase two, I had them. Uh, well, you'll know this. <laughs> um, is it presumed that the lot owners, when they take over the maintenance of the stormwater system for phase two, will be obliged to maintain the existing stormwater system in phase one to the extent that it impacts on the drainage for their phase two properties? Generally, my covenants will allow the developer or the ASNI of the developer to uh, geographically enlarge the subdivision, which what would have been done if the developer had done 25 lots. I'll have mm -hmm. to look, but I would think that the Wilsons will be able to do the same. That's what I think they would want to do, is subject their five lots to the exact same covenants as the lots are subject to in phase one, and then they all would share in, that, in those same obligations. 
I thought you had already drafted the covenants for the. No, I have, but not for these five lots. They don't not exist for these. yet. Oh, right, okay. Right, right. So okay. What, what I do is what's called a geographical extension of the covenants, so that everybody is playing by the same rules. It never works if you don't do that. I have a couple that aren't that way, and they don't work. So, uh, to the extent that the existing property owners haven't done anything to maintain the phase one stormwater system, it would probably be unreasonable to think that these six new property owners would be able to persuade the other 20-some property owners to to start maintaining. Probably a lot of these people don't even understand stormwater. When they're going to know probably they not. need, when they're when they're going to know they need to do it, is the county's going to notify them that it needs maintenance, and that's when they'll have to get together and do it. Which they won't do. They have it. Nobody has. Well, I'm just not, saying. I'm not picking on these lot owners, but all the other nobody's doing. But it's that. the obligation on the stormwater. So what happens is the homeowners, homeowners start getting on the phone to DPW. The commissioner saying, the swale, the swale is backing up. What are you going to do about it? You're pro- I'm not doubting you're right. I'm not doubting you're right. That's the politics of it. I'm dealing with the legalities of it. The legalities are there's a recorded stormwater management agreement with the county that says the lot owner is responsible. I, too, put it in the covenants that say they're responsible. If the county chooses not to enforce that, as they do with letters of credit, I can't, I can't address that. If they choose to do it on their own and they ask DPW to do it and DPW does it, they do it. I, you know, that's, a, that's a political question. I do take my comments about the difficulty of going after surety companies uh, back, at least on this project, if it's a letter of credit with Shore United Bank, that's simple. And we have called that before with Queenstown. I've done it with Queenstown Works. Bank a couple times. And that gets everybody scrambling. What Mr. And that's the truth. What you alluded to earlier, I couldn't agree with more. You don't even have to call it. That's right. If you notify the bank that you're inclined to call it because they're not doing their job, the bank's holding collateral to support the obligation, they're going to notify the, the owner and the owner fixes it. Mr. Drummond's right. You should never have to do it because generally the, the lender is going to have collateral to support, you know, their request. It becomes a demand then from the, from the lender. So Mr. Drummond is right about that. Queenstown we're, Bank. We're, Queenstown we're just, Bank we're too has close. been very effective I know we're a couple of times. Of we agreed on the stormwater, and it sounds as though if all the physical improvements are made, it sounds as though we're talking about control monuments, as-built plats, and a deed of dedication. And, and as I said earlier, I, I'm sure I did the deed of dedication before you approved the subdivision. You know, I always have to redo it because there's generally a new owner by the time the county takes it. That's me changing the name on it. We're not talking about much that has to be done here. So if you want to make those conditions, then... You're okay with that? I don't want us to hold I just don't want it to hold okay. up anymore. It sounds as though it's so little that needs to be done. Now, if the top of code wasn't on, I probably wouldn't be agreeing to that either. Okay. But we're talking about such... You, you're the one that brought that up. You, you're the one that said, I don't think my client should be responsible for the roads. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't, but but what are we going to do? But if the roads are done, it's not a problem, correct? Well, because now we're down to, I had to ask, what are we talking about in dollars? To put the controls in, to do the asbelts, we're talking about a couple thousand dollars. Now, yes, should Mr. Spurl pay for it? He should. But my client's also not inclined to come back and back and forth, pay me and everybody else. If you need to make it a condition, (laughs) if we need to come, I'm serious, if we need to come back to you and ask for some relief from that because we're not getting anywhere, I'd rather handle it that way than than otherwise. If we could get the conditional and final on condition you that they, the motion, I'll tell you, the better condition would be give us conditional and final and conditional is not getting building permits until those things are done, and then we're not back again. Yeah, I, I'm prepared to go that route. 
we come back, Thank we're you. coming back because I have a specific problem I can better identify than I'm apparently doing today. So. Okay. Well, you represent Spurl. You should be able to get him on the phone. <laughs> I represent others, too, that are being discussed. So, yeah. Can I ask a question? I got one question and one comment. Is the road considered now to be a county road? In other words, no, will they perform maintenance? So dedication. they won't perform maintenance. So if it's all of a sudden a two-foot snowfall, they're not going to plow the road at all. It seems to be disconnected. Either it's a county road or it's not a county road. They, if they're doing it, they're not obligated to do it. Yeah, they're not obligated. They're not obligated to do it. I didn't realize they were doing it. Talking to the microphone. Somebody's been doing it for 12 or 13, whatever number of years. It's been. Does it have a, you need to sit down and take a seat at the table you got to talk. have a blue road sign, do you know? So the county has put it in its inventory, even though it doesn't have title to it. What's the comment? This, this second is just a comment. I mean, letters of credit are not free. They cost money every year. So I, I can't understand why someone's uh, paying on a letter of credit for 13 years and won't do the work just to, you know, to, to cheaper get, than doing the work. Well, and the bond could have been substantially, the letter of credit is, could have been substantially reduced, too, because it sounds like all but a couple thousand dollars worth of work is done. So let's just get it done. And I didn't realize when you were asking about top coat, like, I didn't know. Now that I know the road's physically, it sounds like it's physically it's complete. We're talking about doing the paperwork. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can I get a motion? Uh, I move that could the. I, could I make a suggestion? Um, a, a logical, uh, a tautology was brought to my attention in the break. <laughs> if you make a motion for preliminary subdivision approval with a bunch of conditions, no, I'll put that in the final. Then you can't get to the final. I understand. I'll put that in the final. Resolved that the Planning Commission regarding the request by Wilson Farm and Lawn Service LLC for a proposed subdivision identified as Meadows Edge Phase 2 to create one sliding scale lot and five agricultural cluster lots utilizing by right and non-contiguous development rights, and as more particularly described in the plan, Department of Planning and Zoning file number 18-05-0011, hereby finds that the subdivision was anticipated as a part of the original uh, approval of um, a subdivision in 2006 with additional lots, um, that the sliding scale and cluster development lots comport with the provisions of county law and um, hereby grants preliminary subdivision approval with the following conditions. All legal documents must be approved and recorded. All required sureties review and inspection fees must be submitted to the Department of Public Works any three, any remaining edits and or documents required by the Department of Public Works and or the plan Department of Planning and Zoning be reviewed and approved, and four, all required signatures must be obtained. A second. A second. All, all in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Okay, you have another resolve that the uh, I move that the planning commission um, 
suspend the rules to allow for um, uh, final approval uh, contemporaneously with preliminary approval for a project um, described more fully in Planning and Zoning File 1805-0011, finding that the uh, project meets the following requirements of law. Um, The uh, timely construction of the projects is in the public interest uh, so that it will um, bring additional county revenue and uh, bring additional county revenue. And um, outstanding issues will be included uh, as conditions of final approval and will be um, part of the final plat approval signatures and would be uh, allow for the uh, contemporaneous approvals of the project. And um, the project was originally submitted to the Department of Planning and Zoning on May 18, 2018, has had <coughs> stack reviews, uh, two stack reviews since that time, and uh, this would be the first regularly scheduled meeting in the development review cycle after the June 12th stack meeting. Um, that, those are the findings. Yeah. What, what about the um, withholding holding the... This is not the final yeah. approval. This is just allowing us to go, move on oh. to final approval. Okay. We, the they have to meet certain approval. conditions of the law to move to final approval. But you wouldn't or, Pardon me? You need the other two... Um, okay. Uh, continuing. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and there have been substantial, no substantial changes to the plats after the submittal to the Department of Planning and Zoning for distribution to the Planning Commission. We've had adequate time to uh, review the project before this meeting. And the Department of Planning and Zoning has deemed the project complete, subject to minor conditions, and they are recommending preliminary and final approval. This is a motion for the final? This is a a motion to allow us to move to the final. The ordinary process would be to do this in two separate meetings. They're asking us to do it at once. We have to demonstrate that the, um, that the conditions under which you can do them contemporaneously have been met, satisfied, and that's what this motion is for, to show that they've satisfied the conditions that the law requires to do the, both the preliminary and the final in the same meeting. Can I get a second? Can't do final unless we do this. Right. Can I get a second? I'll second it. Thank you. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Okay. Now resolve that the uh, I make a motion that uh, to resolve that the planning commission regarding the request by Wilson Farm and Lawn Service LLC for proposed subdivision identified as Meadows Edge. Phase two to create one sliding scale lot and five agricultural cluster lots, utilizing by right and non contiguous development rights, and as more particularly described in the Department of Planning and Zoning File 1805-0011, hereby finds that the project has been was submitted in 2018 and has undergone two stack reviews. It complies, the proposed development complies with the requirements for cluster uh, subdivision and sliding scale subdivision in the agricultural district. 
and um, we hereby grant final subdivision approval subject to the following conditions. One, all legal documents must be approved and recorded. Two, all required sureties review and inspection fees must be submitted to the Department of Public Works. Three, um, the uh, property owner uh, shall comply with all stormwater requirements for Phase 2 and to the extent they impact Phase 2 also from the stormwater requirements for Phase 1 as a condition of final approval. And three, the applicant agrees will agree to um, complete any road work that uh, is necessary that is uh, uh, that has not been done by the time that of their development as a condition of approval uh, for any remaining edits and documents required by the Department of Public Works and or the Department of Planning and Zoning be reviewed and approved and for all required signatures must be obtained. Any second? Second. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? So I'd, like, moved. I'd like to make another motion, and that is that we, I move that we um, request that the staff of the county, uh, the county attorney, the, uh, the planning commission attorney, uh, the Department of Public Works, and whoever else may be involved, move expeditiously to um, have the road requirements satisfied by the original developer and or by his letter of credit. I'll second that. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you very much. Uh, before you leave, Mr. Lucas, could you please take a note back to or, or a memo back and yes, tell them that we would really like to have someone involved in our in our meetings? Absolutely. And Mr. Wisnowski, can you follow it up formally in writing? And it would be someone that is is familiar with what our agenda is that for that meeting. Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. There's one guy to expeditiously do Thank you all. Okay. You want to? You need a break? No, I'm good. Okay. Under projects, um, major. Excuse me, we're still in, in session here. Major subdivision number 05-14-05-6, Perry's Retreat, Walter Properties, LLC. Good morning, Michael Foster representing the applicant. Kevin Sharon, DMS and Associates. Uh, Michael Burlbaugh with uh, Elm Street Development. As stated, we're here for uh, subdivision 14-05-0006, Perry's Retreat. The property owner is Walter Properties, LLC. Developer is uh, Elm Street Development. Uh, The agent is uh, Kevin Sheeran with DMS and Associates. Um, The properties that we are speaking about today is... uh, Identified as MAP 58H, uh, parcel 201, portions of A and B. Uh, MAP 64, uh, parcels 45 and 46. 
Um, the total acreage for the uh, subdivision property for the major that we're looking at here is approximately 110.89 acres. Um, the applicant's proposing to administratively combine uh, the aforementioned <coughs> lots being uh, parcels 45, 46, 201A, 201B into two parcels, which would then be comprised of uh, parcel 45 and 201, uh, ultimately donating parcel 45 to the county and subdividing parcel 201 into a major subdivision comprised of 156 single-family lots uh, as part of a cluster subdivision in a planned residential community in uh, Graysonville. Uh, the applicant's requesting a preliminary approval of this subdivision for the entirety of the 156 lots. As you can see here, the property is uh, located on Perry's Corner Road, uh, just south of Route 18 in Graysonville. In Graysonville, excuse me. Um, the, the property here, um, in its existing configuration, as the four parcels, is, is shown to be entirely zoned uh, GPRN. Um, the uh, entire area of those four parcels is outlined here in black for your viewing. Um, the, there are portions of the property, approximately uh, 25 or 26 acres, that are actually designated RCA in the critical area designation. Uh, based on what the applicant's proposing here, none of this development is proposed to impact that critical area acreage as part of the subdivision. Um, and here we have just an outline of the uh, administrative subdivision that the applicant has uh, submitted for county review and approval. Um, here you can see the uh, lot lines being uh, abandoned between the four lots with the resulting parcel 45 being to the northeast and the resulting parcel 201 being the portion of lands fronting on uh, Perry's Corner Road. Um, you can see here parcel 45 would then be comprised of 37.72 acres and parcel 201 being 112.879 acres. Uh, the forest conservation required for the proposed development is also under the cover of the administrative subdivision that's under review by staff. Um, you can see here that the site is existing and fully forested. Uh, the proposed uh, development for the entire 156 lots would require approximately 39.51 acres of forested lands to be cleared. Um, the applicant is showing uh, forest retention to meet forest conservation threshold with approximately 17.33 acres of uh, forest retention shown in that darker gray shaded area to the southeast on the property here. <coughs> Uh, moving forward with the overall proposed development here, um, the applicant is proposing to do the project development in phases, uh, phase one being comprised of approximately 46 lots, phase two being comprised of 47 lots, and phase three comprised of 63 lots for the total of 156 lots. Uh, you can see the, uh, the darker phasing line shown uh, within the plan view here. Um, the site statistics uh, relevant to the project are shown in the bottom left corner. Um, just to highlight a few of these, the uh, permitted dwelling units based on the density for the planned residential development at 3.5 dwelling units would allow approximately 288 dwelling units. The applicant here is proposing uh, 156, which is approximately uh, 1.6 dwelling units per acre. Um, so they're, they're well under that threshold. Um, the net buildable permitted for uh, the proposed development would be uh, 75%, um, which would be 61.897 acres. The applicant's proposing uh, 32.846 acres of net buildable, which equates to about 53.1 acres of net buildable area. 
and um, the gross area required to support the 156 dwelling units is approximately 44.571 acres. Um, there is the 25% required uh, open space for the uh, project, which equates to 11.143 acres, which the applicant has provided as part of this development. And that requires 10% of that area to be active recreational use. Uh, the applicant's proposing 15.2% of the acreage to be active recreational use, which is approximately 1.694 acres uh, shown in the configuration of a park within the plan. You can see um, as part of phase one there up in the top. This is just an overlay of the subdivision as it exists on the land to give you an idea of uh, obviously that the lot's fully forested to show the proposed entrance to the actual subdivision itself and where the lots will ultimately be located in proximity to existing properties that are already developed. This is just the, um, the wetlands overlay from the, from the Maryland State Inventory. Here you can see there are pockets of wetlands existing within this property. Uh, I believe the applicant is proposing and has been approved for a non-title wetland permit for some clearing on this property. Uh, that permit is valid until 2023, I believe. Um, so we have that noted on the plans for your viewing as well. It is also an attachment in your uh, staff memo or staff report um, for that approval. Um, the GPRN standards are, are set by the Planning Commission, and here's just a few highlighted uh, bulk standards that the applicant's proposing as part of the subdivision. 75% um, of the GPRN developments required to be uh, single-family residential units. Um, based on this proposal, all of these units are proposed to be single-family residential, so they're meeting that 75% minimum and exceeding it at 100% of the units being proposed as single-family. Uh, the maximum density, as stated in the site statistics, was 3.5 dwelling units. The applicant's proposing 1.6 dwelling units, which is well under what's required. Um, and then 25% of the total site area has to be comprised in open space, with 10% as active recreational. As you saw in the uh, development statistics previously, the applicant is proposing to meet that on site. Um, and then the following are just the bulk standards proposed for the lots themselves. Um, they're proposing a minimum lot area of 6,000 square feet for the lots. I believe the average is around 7,500 square feet for the majority of the lots. Um, the minimum frontage for all lots is 55 feet as proposed. Um, the impervious area is 38% per lot. Um, front setbacks are proposed at 15 feet. Side setbacks proposed at 5 feet. And rear setbacks proposed at 20 feet. The applicant has not proposed or suggested a building height at this point in time. Um, it's obviously up to you whether or not that needs to be in place for part of this development as the Planning Commission sets the GPR sta GPRN standards for these types of plans developments. Uh, here's just an over a general overview of a portion of uh, phasing just to kind of get an idea of what the lots look like with the proposed setbacks that the applicant's showing. Uh, highlighted in red here around these lots, you can kind of see where the, uh, the building restriction lines would fall as far as the lot configuration goes. Um, so everything within that red almost rectangular portion of the property would be uh, considered buildable area. Also on this lot, you can see uh, to the south of the highlighted lots the proposed park area that we talked about before for active recreational use. I did provide a cut sheet detail that we'll get to later in this presentation so you could see that better. Um, also to be noted on, on the front of all these properties is a 10-foot wide public um, easement, obviously, for the sidewalks to be installed around the proposed subdivision. 
Um, this is the proposed entrance feature, which is be part of the build-out for Phase 1 of the development. They're proposing a, a boulevard-style entrance with a, a separation between the ingress and egress to the property um, with a traffic circle. Um, this also serves to kind of give you an idea of the street tree plantings that are required as part of the development as well as the landscaping. Um, to the north there and to the east, you can see some of the proposed stormwater facilities um, that would be actually treating the site as well. Um, architectural renderings, this is just an overall street view of what uh, the proposed homes could look like with uh, street tree planting shown um, as well as the sidewalk shown and the uh, road improvements just for your viewing. Um, here are four additional renderings that the applicant has provided uh, of what the possible homes could look like within the development as well. This is the, uh, just the general overview of a portion of the, of the park detail that we looked at previously for the for the phase one development, um, there's additional grill, picnic table, uh, walkways, and uh, play area for children included. And um, here's just some of the uh, comprehensive plan maps just to show consistency with what the applicant's proposing here. You can see this is within the Graysonville uh, planning area. Um, as we move to the next one here, you can see this is highlighted also as a county slash town planning area. And then as we move to the last slide here, um, this area is mapped for uh, what, what is deemed to be moderate density residential, which is between approximately two to eight units per acre. And that's all the information I have for you. So if you need to go back to any of these maps or you have any questions, feel free. I have, <clears throat> have a question about the lot. Excuse me. <clears throat> the lot frontage. Um, it looks like it's there's an internal conflict, maybe, um, on page four it says the minimum lot frontage is thirty feet, and on page five it says it's fifty five feet. And when I looked at the drawings, um, and I, I unfortunately didn't write down which drawing it was, but it was one of the probably one of the earlier drawings. And I looked at the frontages. It looked like there were. Um, there were several that were less than 55 feet. So I don't know if that plan is, is still the plan. I mean, I can find the inconsistencies. I think I even made notes of the lots. Um, or whether, I mean, it's been modifications since that plan, or am I reading that plan wrong? Or Tolliver, you're talking about the width of the lot? Front, the, the road frontage. So the width... At yeah, the, the intersection with the, with the road. Yes. The um, and I'm not sure. I'm Kevin Sharon with DMS and Associates. I'm not sure which lot you're referring to, but the the minimum lot frontage that's been established is 55 feet along the road right away. Any any of the roads Correct. in the project. Right. Okay. Well, let me. Um, I'll come back to that because okay. I want to find the, sure. the map that I was referring to, and then you can tell me whether that plan is whether I'm reading it wrong or whether the plan is sure. not the plan that you're currently planning. Yeah. Um, there was a, an issue in the staff report about APFO, um, the Adequate Public Facilities Act, particularly I'm thinking uh, I'm concerned about schools. Um, I know there has been an, an, an addition to Graysonville uh, elementary school since this project was first proposed. Um, 
but a lot of time has elapsed between then and now, and and I'm wondering. Um, what, what? Ms. Tolliver, we're, uh, we will address that. We've been in touch with uh, both uh, Chris Drummond as well as Steve Cahoon. But basically, we received final approval for the 128. We did our adequate public facility study, which you do it at the time. You're in the queue at that point in time. It was approved by the county commissioners. So everything is set for the 128. Now, what happened is, and are you finished? Do you want to continue? No, absolutely. Go okay. Um, uh, part of this is the same genesis or problem that the last subdivision that you heard had. Um, this project, the only thing that's remained the same since 2005 is that the same owner of the property is Walter Properties, LLC. And even there, the owner of Walter Properties, LLC, was Elwood Thompson. Elwood Thompson is now deceased, and his children are the owners of Walter's Property, LLC. Uh, the first application was in 2005 for project approval. Um, it was by another developer. Um, that project proposed a lot more lots than what we're looking at now. I can't remember, 170-plus lots. Um, that project foundered partly due to the fact that the commissioners were putting some brakes on development at that point in time. Um, later, the property was then put under contract to a new buyer, and that was Elm Street. Uh, Elm Street went out and did the original plans uh, starting in about 2010, I think it was, that uh, they went out and started planning a 128-lot subdivision. Um, the builder that Elm Street had contracted with that was actually going to buy these lots from Elm Street, Elm Street was going to develop the project, but they weren't going to build houses on them. The builder was going to do that. The builder had fallout from the 2007 recession. Um, they got cold feet on the project. And also there were some changes going on about that period of time where not only the product that he was proposing was a larger product that probably would have sold in the five to $600,000 range, he didn't feel that there was a market for that on the Eastern Shore anymore. He said goodbye. Elm Street looks for another builder. Finally locates some builders that are interested. But all of them had one focus, and that was that, number one, that proposed subdivision for that larger type house is not sustainable or marketable under today's conditions or the conditions back in that 2012 period. So they all wanted a redesign of the subdivision. So consequently, the problem was at that point in time we had received final approval on this project, which meant actually that you had sewer design, you had road design and other things. When they went back to go on and change things to get the 156 lots, which... Mr. Sharon will show you later, 
the building area, the, the lot area for the 156 is located within the 128 lot area that was previously approved by the Planning Commission. So we're not going outside of that envelope at all. And they've come up with 156 lots, which allows them to put the houses that were shown by the Department of Planning and Zoning. It allows them to get that price range down a little bit, and they think that that is a, a, is a marketable um, subdivision. So what is the price range now? Uh, Mike Burlbaugh with Elm Street Development. We'll be in the, uh, starting in the low 300s. Low 300s? Low 300s, yes. It's extras. <laughs> um, so we had, um, getting back to Ms. Tolliver's question, we, we have done everything for the 128. That is vested. That is done. We will now go back and we'll deal with Steve Cahoon before final approval and we'll work out the APFO. There, there's no, the school issue is the only germane issue. Uh, Mr. Sharon has gone back. He's redesigned the sewer system, which took another six months roughly of his time to go on and do that. In the middle of working through that redesign, the county commissioners of Queen Anne's County, sitting as the sanitary district, decided that what they were going to do is these old projects that had been on the record before the crash were holding on to allocations for water and sewer. They decided to notify those people that they were going to recall those allocations. Well, it was a double whammy because now we had to tell Mr. Sharon, don't go on and do your final plans until we make sure that we've got the sewer. It took us roughly three, four, five months to work through with the county. We have a signed public works agreement. We have absolute we have essentially purchased 156 water and sewer allocations. Pardon? I'm sorry, deposits. Yeah, through deposits. But, um, and so that is now a non-issue. Now we're back to uh, uh, preliminary approval is what we're asking you for here today. We would be able to see the APFA before the final approval. Absolutely, and we will go through all of that. We will also... Um, uh, there's some house cleaning that we have to do as far as getting, you saw the the, th the phases that are planned. Well, we have to go back and do the recorded plats that coincide with those phases. So they would be the only ones that sureties would be placed for. And we will ask you for approval for the whole 156, but we may only post bonds on phase one or phase two. They would be the only plats that would go to record and sureties would be designed accordingly. So uh, uh, we're not asking for preliminary and final. Just asking for preliminary. We will work the other things out quite candidly. They will not be worked out by January. I anticipate at the earliest it would be the February Planning Commission. When do you anticipate that you would have houses on ready for the market? We're hoping spring moving dirt. Well, yeah, we... Uh, our plan now is to start moving dirt um, in the spring. It's going to take fall. it's going to take six to eight months to get things ready to go. So yeah, fall of next year. Yeah, for people to move in for, uh, for the first houses to start, and they can build these very quickly. So I would say yes, next year uh, we would expect the the first homeowners to move in probably late in the year. 
I found now the um, plaque that referred to the 55-foot lots. It's the one. Speaking of microphone, where you should like you. I'm sorry. It's um. It was prepared by Messick and Associates. Can you pull your microphone closer? Yeah. It's I. The problem is I've got all this paper in the way. Um, it's the one that. It's the fat package that was prepared by Mayor, um, Messick and Associates, and it's. The, I, I don't think the pages are labeled. On the in the. Um, it's. Um, there's a sheet number in the in the uh, title block on the bottom. On the bottom in the title box. Of thirteen sheets. Sheet four of ten, sheet four of ten. Four of ten. Yeah. May of two thousand eighteen is the date. The last date. The stack comments are eleven fifteen nineteen. Okay. Now I'm looking, for example, at lot eighty-eight, which fronts on Retreat Boulevard. It looks like the width of that lot is thirty-eight feet thirty-four inches. Is that not right? Uh, it's the thirty-eight thirty-four, and then there's a uh, section of it that's labeled as twenty-nine. Yeah. Because that starts a curve, and in the table below on the bottom right, twenty-nine is an additional sixteen point one six feet. Oh, okay. So that would be the case also in the lot that's labeled 33 feet 10 inches with a note 23. Which lot was that? Um, four. Probably 91. Yeah. A lot four. Yeah. Yeah, lot so four. So four would be 33. Lot seven. Four, I mean, four, there's several like that. Yeah, yeah lot you, four would be 3310 plus the 23 segment, which is an additional 21.9 feet. And you look at the, and the 33 is, and is a survey those, point. And why are those separated? In well, one thing, actually, I can jump in because the, what they do is what what surveyors do is whenever there's a radius or a curve, they put that distance in a table as opposed to right on the lot. I see. In a straight line, you'll get the dimension. If you get a curve, you have to reference a I table. See. It's confusing okay. as heck. Okay, thank you. Did that clarify that for you? Yes. Okay. Out of curiosity, how do you get the road through the wetlands? Really, the the, um, the the development was laid out to basically avoid the wetlands. There are two small. Go right through it. Um, not not the for the majority. Can we of the, get back to the wetlands? Sure. On the and well, actually, okay. Now that's different. Those what was shown earlier are mapped wetlands, and those those are maps are just used as a guide. Uh, <laughs> what they then do is have to have a qualified environmental consultant go out and delineate the wetlands. Uh, which have been done on a couple of occasions uh, to update it because the project's been going on so long. So a lot of those green areas are not really qualified as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, any other questions? Any okay. discussion? David. Uh, I just wanted to uh, share two observations with my fellow commissioners. Uh, the first is I agree with uh, Mr. Foster in terms of what market conditions are. They're redesigning everything to meet what currently sells in the market. What I also want to share with you is that this is misleading. This will never get built like this. The, the reason being, if, if you're looking at properties which, you know, basically are 50 feet wide or 55 feet wide, you're taking off, you know, five-foot setbacks on either side and the, and the lots are pie-shaped, these houses are, are too wide to fit on those lots. The other thing is the houses are spread far apart, where if you're building to lot lines, you're 10 feet from house to house. That means almost I could almost touch the house to house from one house to another. So it's not going to look like this. 
this is this is much smaller. That, yes, that's a much smaller house, but you also have to realize then the density when these get packed in there, being ten feet apart each house. You know, you can't even put a tree in there between the the houses. Mr. Douglas, these are the actual houses. I believe that are planned. Yeah, the, we uh, we dealt with the builder. These are the actual house types. The renderings are the exact house types. Um, what I would have to go back is this streetscape in particular. What is the distance between the houses, and how does it relate to the plats? Um, I don't have that answer right now, but I can provide that okay, answer. Okay. Well, just so the, I'm just sharing the observation. You know, that's the market, but this is misleading as to what final product's going to look like. Well, and I think the reason that we have to, we gave those drawings to you is that you want to see what the architecture is. Right, but they should have relatively spacey between the houses, should be somewhat realistic, and the houses placed in the lot should be somewhat realistic, <laughs> so you get a realistic feel for it. This, what you presented, is not realistic to what's going to be built. It shows trees between the houses. Yeah. And no, you're, you're looking at 10, 10 feet between the houses, which, you know, is not much space in between at all. Well, one, one thing, um, when you say 10 feet between the houses, there's 10 feet between the building envelopes. Now, not, not every house is the same width. And at the 55-foot width, which is the minimum frontage, um, would fit the largest house, house with a little bit of room. Some of these houses are smaller than that. So it sort of depends on where you are in the community. You have bigger lots. You have wider lots. Uh, and you have houses that don't go building restriction line to building restriction line. But we agree this is conceptual only. Right. It's what the market is. It's just what's been presented. It's not realistic to what it's going to look like when it gets built. That's what I'm saying. It would probably be pretty close to the woods. If you're saying how close together and from a streetscape, it may be a little different depending on what houses they want. But Basically, it's same as the woods. You know what I'm talking about, David? Oh, uh, subdivision. No, sir, I'm not familiar with right off. But like oh, this yeah. house is roughly 60 feet wide. I mean, you know, you got a hard press putting that house on one of those. Actually, lots. Uh, the the houses aren't 60 feet wide. We took um, out of the four models that they gave us, we took the largest one and fitted that on all the lots to make sure that the lots would accommodate all of them. So they'll all accommodate the largest house footprint and some of them will be smaller do you remember what the width was of that largest i want to say it's about 40 42 feet 43 feet something like that isn't a garage 20 by 24 usually 24 usually yeah but are all the roads going to be constructed for all the phases initially or you just going to do phase one uh we would construct them in phases construct them in phase but on the practical side, what, why? because remember, the sewer goes in the roads. So the success, once it's determined on phase one, they'll be out in front getting phase two constructed while they're selling in phase one. When does, when does the uh, <clears throat> dedication to the county have to happen? I can't remember. Um, we will do that before... What's the magic MPD? 80, number seven, I believe. Uh, what, are you talking about dedication of the roads? Or, or, no, no, no. I'm, t- I'm sorry. Okay. What's the magic number? I think it's 47 units. 47, okay. Yeah. Whenever we get to that, we will be giving you the deed for the 37 acres. You know what we're talking about? Because this goes way back in time. Can you put up the <laughs> picture of the... Yeah, we might as well make it part of our record. 
Okay, you see the parcel 45 land to be get dedicated to county commissioners up in the top right there? You see what I'm referring to? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. The dedicated, does that mean it's going to be deeded? Or? Yes. So yes. it's going to be, and, and that was so yeah, all part of the record on the approval of. Maybe you should explain that. Because this, is, this group is entirely new to that whole process. Not totally. We listen. We've listened to this thing a couple of times. Is that where we're going to have our summer picnics, or what? Well, actually, um, the interest from the county's perspective was at the time they had some people interested in putting up senior housing. If you know, at the end of the street gravel run, that's where you currently have some county senior housing. This would support an expansion of senior housing, and it could be expanded if they wanted to have workforce. The county was interested in having something like that, but they didn't have land. They tried to get a project established in Centerville. Centerville really didn't want it. So they were looking to find other land. They approached us as part of going through this approval process and said, you know what, this would be a good location. We could tie it into the other Graysonville senior project. We came up with, um, they actually went to someone that does some of these senior housing. They said, here's the number of units that your area uh, would need, uh, being the fourth and fifth, third, fourth, and fifth election district. <coughs> so what they came up with then, that translated into how many acres to support those buildings. And that's how we arrived at roughly the 37 acres. And so the 37 acres, the developers have agreed to go on and dedicate totally to the county. It has an appraisal of over $2 million on it. I don't know whether it's worth $1 million, $2 million, $3 million, but certainly far more than the payment in lieu of for the MPDU units would have been. And we will deed that over as soon as we hit the threshold that requires a MPD unit the deed for the 37 acres will be deeded over to the county. And actually, just um, just to provide clarity on when he's uh, as far as the threshold goes, uh, the way the MPD ordinance is written, um, if we were to be building MPDUs, <clears throat> you, there's a threshold of I believe it's 30 percent. Up to the first 30 percent of the lots, you don't have to provide your first MPDU. As soon as you go one unit over, you have to provide your first MPDU. So we're structuring the dedication or the deeding of that property to match that first building permit where an MPDU would be required, then that land goes over to the county. And, and we'll probably try to coordinate that with the phasing, too, so maybe we can get phase one, and then as soon as you would get phase two, you'd have to deed over things before you went to two and, and phase three. The, the storage area, uh, has that been reduced in size? Um, I don't think it's really been reduced. There was an extension um, off the southeast side before that was going to be used for uh, a propane farm to serve propane throughout the community, but uh, the plans have changed and propane is not going to be provided in a community-type setting. 16,000 feet is really not a lot of uh, storage area. You talk about RVs and boats and trailers and all that stuff. When will that be built? Will that be built during phase one or... It'll probably be phase three when that's built because that's the section that it's tied to. Uh, and what what we would likely consider along those lines is um, it's similar to what was done at Ellendale uh, is 
we could, if boat storage becomes an issue, certainly there's a lot of property there in the future phases. We could provide a temporary area for that storage in a future phase until we build the permanent one back in phase three so folks aren't parking boats on the street and that sort of thing. Didn't you come back and get a larger storage area in Allendale? I don't Wasn't know. it Allendale? Not sure. Yes. I think we got a larger one, and it moved around a few times. Uh. Right, but it got bigger because the demand was there, as I recall. Correct. So that may be the same thing here. Yeah, 16,000 may not be. And there is room there before we get into the critical area. that You could almost double the size of that before you get yeah, in I thought it was larger square footage-wise. Uh, I don't recall. It may have been. There, we've yeah, had so many different iterations, but uh, I don't recall it being... What assurances do we have that this is going to be the last time we're going to see you folks? <laughs> One more. This won't be the last time. We still have to go to final. <laughs> Any other questions? Um, public comment? Can I get a motion? I have a comment. It would be nice if someday you all could figure out a way to buy the little triangular piece that's on <laughs> on um, yeah. Perry's Corner Road. That's always been that. That is not the best picture of what I'm talking about. Brennan, can you? Let's see if I have a better one here. Site statistics are oh, you can right see. over the. You can see her. Yeah, see that little bit. That little triangular piece goes all the way up. The side of Perry Corner, not all the way, but it goes up a distance up Perry Corner Road. Somebody just I don't built remember. a house here, I think, didn't they? No, it's just as. So this is unbuildable, really. It's, I forgot. Right. But, but it really is, once you get past where the contractor used to have his little yard out there, and you start going around that turn, that whole sliver in there. Owned by somebody else. Is owned. But recently, I represent Talisman Farm. And recently we got this nasty letter saying that his client had purchased that plus some acreage back where our open space is going to be on this project. Uh, and that he was claiming that he had a right-of-way across Talisman Farm. And he said it's been used by my predecessor you know, for at least 20 years and we've got adverse possession because he wants to tie this into the back there. And there was only one problem that his predecessor in title, I happened to represent also, and he had told me he had never been back to that <laughs> 20 acres lying back there. So it, it, it was kind of a veiled threat. But uh, uh, someone did buy that and now owns that plus 20-some acres to the back. I don't know what he's ever going to do with it. But well, the reason I raise it is because years ago, there was discussion about trying to come up with a second entrance for this project or at least an emergency vehicle access um, for alternative ingress and egress to the, essentially the backside. And that little triangular piece has frustrated those efforts. Well, because there was a mistake that actually the owner of the triangular piece heard about the Department of Planning and Zoning and the Planning Commission desired that the developer achieve another entrance 
he heard about it before the developer could talk to him. At that point in time, the price went up considerably. So, uh, <laughs> I tell you, Chris brings up a good point about the entrance. Uh, what does the fire department say about this, Jody? Are you you're not involved with the Graysonville? Wasn't there another entrance proposed, the smaller one, but could possibly used in uh, emergencies off of Gravel Run Road? Not off of Gravel no? Run Road. No. no. It's been kicked around for the secondary entrance was kicked around many, many times, and um, it was just no way to do it given the ownership of the angular piece. And it was um, concluded that the Access was the single the single point of access, given the road configuration was was satisfactory. That you know, in other words, that because it's a looped road, that it's very unlikely that there would ever be a situation under which emergency vehicles could not get where they needed to get. What we did to address those concerns is that the original development plan by the original developer came down with a tongue that went all the way down by where you see that parking area and also where the um, forest protected area is. They were going to develop lots all in that. It becomes somewhat problematic because now they're further removed from the entrance way. The way we addressed that, all those lots were eliminated. <clears throat> and the roadway was brought back so we don't have that long tongue extending down towards <clears throat> Kudner's property anymore. Okay. Make Mr. Priest, if you would. Okay, be it resolved that the Planning Commission regarding the request from by Walter Properties LLC and Elm Street Development to combine four existing parcels into two parcels, uh, donate parcel 45 to the county and subdivide parcel 201 into 156 single-family lots using the cluster subdivision technique as part of a planned residential community in Graysonville, and is more particularly described in the Department of Planning and Zoning file, uh, Major Subdivision Plan Number 14-05-0006, hereby finds... <coughs> And grants preliminary subdivision approval with the following conditions. Number one, the applicant obtains final approval and signatures for the administrative subdivision dash eighteen oh three dash zero 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 eight prior to scheduling of a planning commission meeting to request the final major subdivision approval. Number two, the applicant submits an amended major subdivision plat for final approval with revisions proposed in the preliminary plan and number three, the APF school mitigation is updated and submitted for review prior to final subdivision review and submittal. Second. Uh, any discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? So moved. Thank you all Thank very, you very much. much. Thank you for your time. I think we need a break. Do we need a break? No miscellaneous staff items? Next on the agenda.
couple updates. Uh, we want to keep you apprised of what is happening with our comprehensive plan update. Our consultant has been working with, first of all, with our technical committee, which is comprised with county agencies. They sent out a list of goals, objectives, recommendations, and strategies from the existing plan just to get updates from all of the affiliated agencies as to where we are with those. Um, those uh, updates from each county who participated were submitted, and our consultants used that information to hold our very first technical committee meeting, which was on the 4th of December. So with some of that background information um, in, in the um, consultants' hands, they're now working to establish a schedule for the community visioning sessions. So we're looking to schedule three visioning sessions, the first one sometime in January, uh, we're hoping, and then February and March. Uh, and we hope to hold those visioning sessions uh, geographically so that we get a good representation of input from the county. Uh, they're also working to get a website up and running that is dedicated to this project specifically, where comprehensive rezoning requests can be submitted and, well, obtained, uh, the forms that you'll be seeing at the end of this process, where the um, survey can be accessed, and also all information relative to meeting schedules, um, Draft documents, once they're ready, will be posted on that site. As soon as it's up and running, we'll let you know uh, the web address. I don't want to give that out yet because they're still drafting the, the site. Um, so that's where we are with the comp plan. Do you have any questions about that so far? They will be visiting you and uh, we'll be speaking to you at your February meeting. So you'll get to meet them then if you haven't met uh, Jenny Smith and Michelle King who are with Smith Design and Consulting. So, uh, also, we just wanted to update you on the county's efforts in the Resiliency Planning and Financing Committee. Uh, that is a three-county uh, initiative that has been precipitated by the University of Maryland Sustainable Office of S Sustainability. We are winding down. The local work group held a meeting yesterday to finalize Queen Anne's County assets and actions uh, that are pulled out of our local resiliency planning efforts. Uh, that draft is going to be teased out in greater detail at our last multi-county workshop. And you'll remember that we're participating in this initiative with Anne Arundel and Charles County. So it's the three counties who are... Um, taking this journey on this pilot project, which the University of Maryland hopes to um, roll out with all of the remaining counties. Uh, they hope that, to use this uh, exercise as a model. So our last workshop will be held in Anne Arundel County on Monday, and hopefully we'll have a final draft. And then those three plans from the three jurisdictions will be folded into one plan, which will be shared with our delegates on January the 15th um, in the Prince George's delegation room. So that'll be the culmination of this first leg of this pilot program. Uh, next year, we are intended to begin to look at the financing end. We're in the resiliency, strategizing, and prioritizing 
arm of this exercise, and the final arm will be looking at how these initiatives can be funded. So, any questions about that? Who on the planning commission is uh, <laughs> has David been designated as? Uh, Tom Lee has been representing. Tom, oh, mm-hmm. Tom is the planning okay. commission. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. Do you have anything, Mr. Wisnowski? No, ma'am. Well, then I think we're looking for some something like, can we adjourn? Motion <laughs> meeting to be adjourned. Say, <laughs> do we get a second? Second. <laughs> Done. No, we don't.